Blog Talk Radio. I've got a deeper love, a deeper love, a deeper love inside, and I call it pride, a deeper love, a deeper love, a deeper love, a
Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Recovery Corner. I am your host, Tanya Wilson, also known as Authorist Tanya Wilson, author of the book, The Time Is Now. The Recovery Corner is proudly brought to you by the Literary Corner. We also provide a diverse platform to bring awareness to socioeconomic issues within our community. Christian values, promotion of small businesses, and support of nonprofit organizations. Our partnering NOP, the Theodore House, provides invaluable services for people who suffer with addictions, mental health, homelessness, and HIV. For information, please contact Ms. Tamika Randall at www. Dot theodorahouse.org, and we will be, will be right back after this quick commercial break. So, right in the building, House of Stone by Coco. I'm going to show you. She's going to show you. We're going to show you how we do this, huh? What? Yo, this bling be the illest. Coco House of Stone got a feeling. Step up in the room. Royal like a queen. Rockin' House of Stone, girl, you know you reign supreme. Red carpet jewels. Finest of quality. Necklace so reckless. I know you've seen the rosary designer for celebrity. Pieces on the runway. Tracy Lynn was so back when you gotta grow up someday. Big girl accessories. Always on fleek. Not the average, but the baddest chick. The ones who like to be unique. We don't follow the crowd. We set the trends. Other fashions bow down. House of Stone will never be. My bad, with this commercial interrupt, I'm just trying to be your friend, help you step your game up. When you put on House of Stone, get ready for your close-up. Trendsetters, go get his lady, didn't know. House of Stone stands alone, I just thought I'd let you know. I think I said too much, you need to catch your breath, nobody does it better. Yo, House of Stone is the best, this is the soul writer. And I'm here with my girl Coco, House of Stone by Coco, that is. She's got the flyest bling on the planet, yo, she kicking down doors. In magazines, on the runway, celebrity jewelry designer, and I'm trying to put you down with games. On Facebook, House of Stone by Coco. Instagram, House of Stone by Coco. Twitter, House of Stone by Coco. Yo, it's real easy. And if you're really trying to holler at my girl, then holler at your girl, the soul writer, and I'll put you in direct contact with none other than the lady herself. Now, when you step outside, your fashion needs to be standing on a firm foundation, and it gets no firmer than the house that Coco built. Yo, check it. I'm going to show you, huh? She going to show you what? We going to show you how we do this, huh? What? House of Stone by Coco. It doesn't get any better than the best. <laughs> Welcome back to the Recovery Corner. I am your host, authoress. Tanya Wilson, and my guest for this evening is author and poet Shelley Y. Fowler. Shelley, also known as Shelley Adi the Poet Fowler. Shelley is the author of a book of poetry called The Unprecedented Melodious Words of Adi the Poet, a collection of 64 poems that will make you think and see life in a different light. She has also written poetry for other books called The Necklace, Verses from the Heart, published by Anna Renault. 
both are in a compilation or compilation. Wait a minute. Both are in a compilation with other writers and poets. The proceeds for her poems, the history of a heirloom, and panoramic orchestrations goes to support the Cancer Foundation and Maryland USA to help cancer patients with non-medical expenses. Shelley will have a few more of her poems in a book with other writers called Unleashed, created by Roger Williams. All proceeds for that project go to the Starving Artists Fund to help unpublished authors from around the world become published. Shelley has written written a short story, No Weapons, and a poem called Cascading Waterfall for a collaboration book with author Nicole Humphreys and many other writers and authors called A Rose is Still a Rose. Shelley was involved in a project called Windows, founded by Andrea Smith, a.k.a. the Bionic Butterfly, the creator of Art Collab Granada and Granada. A few of her poems called Tunnel Vision, Significance, Summer, and a few others will be a part of the show. They will be teamed up with painters who will create paintings around her poetry. Gemma Noel will be the painter behind the poem Summer. Shelley was featured as a spoken word artist in a November 2014 issue of Poetic Flows Magazine Incorporated. On February 14, 2015, Shelley released her debut novel called Roses Bloom in the Ghetto. In the fall of 2016, she will be releasing the sequel to Roses Bloom in the Ghetto entitled Through Lives, Thorns, and Thistles. In 2015, Shelley was a contributing author in the book titled out of the storm. Love shouldn't hurt. All the proceeds for the book go to the Domestic Violence Hotline. You can reach out to Shelley on her Facebook pages. The writers, writings of author Shelley Aji the Poet Fowler and the unprecedented melodious words of Aji the Poet and Shelley Y. Fowler, SoundCloud, under the name IG the Poet. And her email, workwithwhatyougotbaby at verizon.net. Shelley is a native of New Jersey. And ladies and gentlemen, I introduce to you Shelley Y. Fowler. How are you doing, Shelly? I'm doing well. Hello, Tanya. Thank you so much. And thank you so much 
for joining us on the Recovery Corner this evening to share your story with us. And my first question that I have for you is, can you tell me what it was like for you growing up as a child in New Jersey? Uh, I, well, me growing up as a child in New Jersey, I was raised by my mom. Uh, my dad mm-hmm. was an absentee father, and um, I had a very interesting childhood. I was a single um, daughter. My mom didn't have mm-hmm. any children, other children besides me, so um, I grew up. Um, having to learn how to create and imagine a lot of mm-hmm. uh, things for myself, being an only child. Um, mm-hmm. But it was, you know, my childhood was um, filled with different different things, different obstacles. But overall, um, my mom did the best she could with what she had. So mm-hmm. um, she, she gave me what uh, money couldn't buy, which was love. And I'm um, very thankful for that. So that's pretty much uh, my childhood growing up in Jersey. Okay. So um, can you tell me who were your role models when you were growing up? Uh, I would have to say, uh, first and foremost, my mother uh, was my role model. Um, she was a very strong black woman um, who worked very hard. Uh, to to support me and um, taught me a lot about life. And uh, she most definitely um, was my role model, my mom. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so who who are your role models now? Oh, wow. I have, I have quite a few of them. Um, um, I would have to say Maya Angelou is one of my role models. Mm-hmm. Um I have an, another role model who I admire very much. Her name is uh, Lydia Born to Write Cook. Uh, she's a, a poet as well, and um, I admire her, her work, and her strength. Uh, Kimbrella Renee is another poet that I admire very much. Uh, there's so many. There's so many women. Um, there's so many. Uh, it's not. They're not all just people that are in the spotlight, but mm-hmm. there are. People who are who are poets, um, right. who I I truly admire them, their work, and um, their courage and strength. So I have it's so many, it's too many to name. Mm-hmm. So can you tell me when was it that you wrote your first poem, and you know how old were you when you realized you had a gift for writing poetry? Um, well, I would have to say um, I wrote my first poem a few years ago, but I can remember as a child, probably about um, the age of 10, that I mm-hmm. would um, just sit and speak words. I would, you know, say okay. these words, formulate these words together. And at the time, I didn't know it was poetry. I had no idea mm. it was, but I remember reciting words and, and liking how it sounded and um, reciting them, you know, to family members and friends, right. and they liked the way it sounded. Um, but a few years ago, I would say maybe around 2011, maybe 2010, mm-hmm. I wrote uh, poetry then, and... Um, yeah, so I, I I didn't know that I I didn't even know that I had the ability to write anything, but um, I was just getting certain things out at the time. Right. So did you kind of like 
keep like a journal, like with different writings. And... No, you know, I never kept a journal. I would just, um, uh, I just would start to write. Like I said, probably about 2011, I just would mm-hmm. uh, write these poems, and I would just, you know, print them out, or you know, put them put them away, and then uh, that's when it really just all started uh, for me with the poetry. Okay. So mm-hmm. um now you're also a spoken word artist. Yeah, I have now. I'm I you know what? I really don't really consider myself a true spoken word cuz I've never really hit the stage. But okay. I do go on blog uh, talk shows, poetry mm-hmm. shows, and I do spit poetry on the shows. So I've done okay. that, but I'm planning on venturing out this year um, to hit okay. a stage. And, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it a shot and <laughs> try it okay. out on stage. Yes, I've never done that, okay. but I would love to do it. So did you ever, were you ever in any, like, in any plays or anything in school? Um, no, I was a pretty shy kid, uh, in school. Mm -hmm. Um, so I really, I mean, I did the, you know, the chorus thing at Christmas time and Mm -hmm. stuff like that, but I've never really like ventured out and done any plays or, or anything like that. No, I didn't. Okay. So can you tell me a little bit about your book, your debut um, book, which is Roses Bloom in the Ghetto and tell me um what your inspiration what was for writing Roses Bloom in the Ghetto? Sure. Uh Roses Bloom in the Ghetto was um my my novel cuz I put out a poetry book first but the novel mm-hmm. uh Roses Bloom in the Ghetto uh it portrays a lot of my own life in there. Uh mm-hmm. it's about a young girl named Lena who grew up um without a father and uh mm-hmm. but she grew up in a home with a, a hateful mother who despised her because of her father not being there. So Lena right. took the brunt of the pain and the anger that her mother had for her father. So uh that that book uh, um not all of it but a lot of it plays uh a lot of it comes from my own um childhood, my own issues uh growing up. Mm-hmm. Okay, so would you say that you that you are still kind of shy, and that's might be why you haven't like really ventured out yet, as far as doing spoken, you know, word like on a stage? Um, I didn't hear what you first said. Am I still the first part? Like shy? Are you still shy? Um, yeah, yeah. You know, um, <laughs> yeah. You know what? I do have. I am a little shy at times. Um, yeah. but I um I'm really, you know, willing to break out of that um mm-hmm. shell because um I really believe that I have something to say um mm-hmm. and something that possibly would change someone's life and if that means me sacrificing my shyness to do that, I'm most definitely willing to do that. Mm-hmm. So would you say that that is one of your goals for 2016? Yes. Yes, it is. Great. Great. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) So 
Now you say some um that says some of the proceeds for your poems and writings go to the Cancer Foundation. Is it a reason why you picked the Cancer Foundation as one of your, you know the um charities? I would have to say, uh, for me yes. Um I was um asked by um Miss Anna to if I was interested in, in writing some poetry for um some books that she was going to publish and mm-hmm. uh when she mentioned that the proceeds would go to the cancer foundation, it really meant a lot to me because um I had an aunt. Um her name was mm-hmm. Lizab- Elizabeth and she uh died of breast and brain cancer at the age of thirty five. Wow. And um so that really like for me mm-hmm. um hit home and it, it, I mean, there was no way I wasn't going to do that, and uh, right. in a way, just made me feel like I was honoring my aunt's memory. So, yeah, I was mm. very happy to be a part of that. Right. And so, you also have, you know, contribute to the Starving Artist Fund, and also the Domestic Violence Hotline. So, what you know, encourage you to contribute to those. Um, organizations well um being an artist um it's sometimes it's very hard to get a book published mm-hmm. uh especially um if you don't know anyone that's ever done it it you know it could be very frustrating very confusing and a lot of people just don't have the money to do it you know mm-hmm. and so for me um to to do that for the starving artist fund um was a great honor to do that, mm-hmm. to know that uh, people will be able to be published at the purchase of the book that many um, writers contributed to. And uh, Raja Williams is uh, a phenomenal writer in her, in her own right, too. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I definitely enjoyed doing that project. And uh, the domestic violence um, charity work um, is also near to my heart because I uh, was a victim of domestic violence myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was um, grateful to be uh, part mm-hmm. of that um, project as well. Mm-hmm. So um, now you say you were, you had experienced domestic violence your own, yourself. So so since you, you're a, a survivor of domestic violence, what advice would you have for someone that is going through um, that type of situation? Um, the first thing I would um, advice I would give is to get out. Mm-hmm. Um, don't try to rationalize it. Uh, don't try to sugarcoat it. Um, you know, weighing the pros and the cons of the relationship. You know, mm-hmm. he does this and he does. They do this and they do that because men suffer too. So you know, mm-hmm. they do this for me, but sometimes they might just blow up a little bit. No, get out mm-hmm. while you have your life because it only escalates. You know, uh, you have the honeymoon stage in it, and then, you know, they blow up about something else, and the more they blow up, um, the worse the violence becomes. So my advice would be to get out and get the help that you need. So can you tell me, um, well, tell our listening audience, like what are some of the 
red flags to look for or signs that they're because some people really don't know that they're in a mm-hmm. you know in that type of situation you know they right. they don't see it right so like for somebody that's already in a relationship what are some of like the red flags to look for you know um, being a, with somebody that's an an, mm-hmm. an abuser I would definitely say the 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 main red flag in the beginning will be control. Mm. Because um when someone is trying to control your every move, everything that you do, um that's that's a first sign of domestic mm. violence. It might not seem like it at first. It might seem right. like, oh well, they, you know, they really care about. I mean, right. you know, they really right. care about me. They're so concerned about my well-being and everything. But the reality mm-hmm. is it's not that. It's to control you. It's to mm-hmm. have you where they want to have you. So you have to really look at that first. If you you see that in a relationship, you know, um the, usually the um the hitting doesn't just, they don't mm-hmm. start off with that. I mean, they're very charming and very nice and, you know, and all of that. And right. um, But that controlling part, that tends mm-hmm. to, like, be A the major first, factor. Yes, the major factor um, is that control. And that once that starts, you have to really look out for that because, you know, um, they're going to put on a, a, a role as though, they're this great person, and they do it so well that people wouldn't even believe that they have an issue of being abused, right. you know. But the control is the main thing that you have to watch out for. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yeah, I had, you know, quite, you know, some people that, you know, were in a domestic violence relationship, and, and I, they say some of the other red, red flags would be there, like they want to come, they commit easily, or they commit very quickly to the relationship. Mm-hmm. Like they're right. very quick to commit. Right. Would you think? Would you say that is true? Yes, I do. Yes, I would say that is true. Okay, and also they say what is it the verbal it starts off as verbal abuse mhm yeah it it's it becomes and it doesn't start off as harsh verbal abuse it becomes very it's, it's very criticism. subtle in the beginning yeah like it's like criticizing. criticizing yeah criticizing and then it just it just everything starts to escalate um in that situation mhm okay so um, so, so your advice would be just to, like, when they see the red flags, to just kind of end the relationship. Because mm-hmm. they say sometimes that's the most dangerous time. Like, if you've been in an abusive relationship, say, for a very long time, and they say that's the most dangerous time is when you try to when you try to leave and you have to have like really have a plan. Right. I agree with that. Um, you should have a plan um, of what you're going to do, um, mm-hmm. and you need to speak on it. For me, mm-hmm. I made the decision to tell my family. Um, right, right. Uh, you know, because you you tend to hide it. Yeah. You know, some people say hide. they're very ashamed and they don't want to. They yes. don't want you know people to to know it. Right. Especially family. Right. 
You don't want them you know. to know, you know, and you kind of put the person like on like a pedestal and almost like mm-hmm. protecting them versus protecting right. yourself. And you're the victim. And, yeah, and you're the victim, but you tend to protect them in the midst of your family because you 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 are ashamed of that. And um yeah, I I would definitely um do that, but once you tell your family and you get people involved, mm-hmm. Um, they are willing to they're they're going to they're gonna help you. Right. They're going to help you. And that that's what helped me is letting my family know that this was going on. Yeah. So so would you say that it's very important that they let someone know that yes. they're in you know, what's going on, you know. Yes. And they're you know, they're large a lot of people know they have for so long that they just and it's not good, you know, because, like, people end up getting killed. Yes. You know, because yes. they don't they don't vocalize. And you have to have, like, a plan and act, you know, that you, you know, put up money. Even you have to have someone in your family hold money for you, mm-hmm. for, you know, for when you want to, you know, because they, you know, they have their, of course, they have the domestic, you know, violence, the shelters for women right. and stuff like that. Or some people go stay with family members. But some people, everybody doesn't have family that they can right. go stay with. Right. And and that's so. one thing that I here in our area, in Jersey, they have a place called SOS, which is Shelter Our Sisters. Mm-hmm. And okay. they do help. They do help women of domestic violence get out, you know. Okay. But the whole thing is you just have to... You have to say something. You have to speak right. up because it it can become um, it it can become a situation where you're thinking and plotting to kill this person, right? You know? And then you and, end and, up in jail, right? And so. then you end up in prison because after all you know, those years of abuse, then you kill them, and then yep. you're still in prison. You're still in prison. It could be because yes. you know. So it's like a no-win situation. Absolutely, it is. So you got to get out. You got to tell somebody. Great advice. So can you tell me a little bit about the um, about the project coming up that you say that you have coming up called Windows? Actually, I did Windows. Oh, Windows has already been. Oh, you yeah, already okay. Yes, um, that was a project. Um, with Andrea Smith, who's located in Grenada, and um, we uh, she we corresponded on Facebook, and mm-hmm. uh, she was doing an art show there, and was interested in me sharing some poetry that would go along with some uh, painters uh, that would be mm-hmm. painting um, to what I wrote. And uh, okay. I thought that was exciting. I mean, wow. you know, yeah. it's overseas. It's like, you know, I, I was, like, really excited about it. So uh, when she asked me, I was uh, definitely uh, excited about it. So I um, went on and did a few pieces that were mm-hmm. um, done with the with uh, paintings along with them, which I thought was really uh, cool. Along was with really the poem. Cool. Okay, yes. that sounds great. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So do you paint also? No, I'm not a painter. I wish I was though, because okay. I love I love <laughs> colors and stuff. Like I really wish uh, I could okay. just like really paint. <laughs> oh, no, okay. <laughs> you say you do the paint by numbers? Because I remember when I was a child and you had to paint. Yeah. 
And, you know, you, you you do the paint by numbers and it come out so beautiful. Like, look what yes. I did. Look what I did. And just paint by yeah, numbers. That's don't about as far as I can go. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So that's about as far as I can get far as by you being, like, far as an artist or whatever. And, right. you know, well, I, I, I'm not a, a poet myself. I you know, but I did write a book. I'm trying to work on my second book, but I never really. I can write some poetry when I feel like it, mm-hmm. but I'm not really a poet. Okay. <laughs> but sometimes I can get little things down, or like something will come to my mind, and I'll just write it down. But I don't really like put it out there like that, you know. Because <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. it just doesn't come like boom like that for me, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. <clears throat> So what was it like being featured and as a spoken word artist in Poetic Flows magazine? Wow, that that was such an honor. Um Kim Edwards uh is the CEO of um of the magazine. Okay. And um we actually did um some blog talk shows together. Uh we were um hosts. Okay. And yeah, and uh, she had the magazine coming out, so she asked me if I would uh, be in her magazine, and I was like, "Of course!" I was. Those things always amaze me, you know. Yeah. Um, They really do. I mean, I I get a big kick out of it. You're just so shy. You're just so shy. I can tell. It's like yeah. So I don't take it for granted. I'm very right. humble about right. it, you know. But yeah, you have to stay humble because yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's very so important I, to stay yes. humble, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's great. You know, I you never it. know when somebody's you know. Because see, a lot of times you don't know. People are really paying attention to what you're doing. Right. Right. You know. Absolutely. Or how you might be helping someone, like like say your poems, they might help. You know, other people, you know, like right. when they're going through a healing process or whatever, and they might read some of your poetry, you never know. Right. Absolutely. Who, who it's helping and how it's it's helping them. So, you know, and sometimes things do always, sometimes will come to you as a surprise, like, wow, I didn't even think anybody really was paying attention. Right. <laughs> but you'll be surprised Absolutely. at how many people are paying attention. Absolutely, yeah. I agree with you on that. Yeah, and yeah. I think that's a beautiful thing. I used to be very shy too. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I still don't know about getting out there on stage. Yeah. Or anything like that, but I'm I'm thinking about it, and I right. was thinking like, like one day, like this show that I'm doing, being a talk show. That'd be great. And I'm thinking to myself, hmm, I don't know. But I'm not as shy as I used to be, mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah. know. So I still got it, but not as bad. Shy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, so I don't know what it, you know. It's like once you, I don't know how I got over the shyness that I had because mm-hmm. I was like really painfully shy, and I hardly ever like talked in school. They thought I, some people didn't thought mm-hmm. I couldn't talk because I was so wow. quiet. And sometimes mm-hmm. when I did speak, I would get in trouble for it. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like speaking at maybe at the wrong time. 
<laughs> or even if I, you know, was helping someone with schoolwork and I got out my seat and, you know, because I used to read the dictionary. Okay. Because I, I love to read. So, yeah, I would read the dictionary. And, I, you know, like when I think I was like in, I would say about third grade. Mm-hmm. And I remember getting out my seat and I was helping, you know, some people look up some words in the dictionary because they seemed like they were having problems. Even though I was shy, I was, I was always like a very helpful person. And, you know, I mm-hmm. get out of my chair and I'm, then I get out, I get, you know, get the ruler, really. But all I'm doing <laughs> is helping, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. And it was like I always would get in trouble when I when I did say something. And I don't care if it was just like three words. Oh, you. Because mm. I remember being in fifth grade and. We were at, we were at lunch and we they were saying Grayson somebody next to me was writing their phone number on the aluminum you know how you had a lunch well you maybe you don't know I'm 50 years old and they had like the I aluminum know. hot packs mm. and and somebody was writing their phone number. I said don't do that you know and they pointed me out like that meant after lunch after they take all the tables out the gym <laughs> you stayed behind and got hit with a rule on your hand. Wow. By the principal. Mm. And here they go pointing me out. I was like, really? (laughs) (laughs) That hurt. Because, like, each time you pull back, they made you get extra licks. Mm. That that was, like, the most embarrassing thing because when I got back up to the classroom, everybody laughed at me. Right. But I think after I started having children... That's when I came, kind of came out of the shyness and started talking more. Okay. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, so th- that that'll make you talk. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you that right now. That'll make you, that'll bring you out of you know shyness or whatever. It's just like doing this. I was like, I was surprised that you know when I you know got the opportunity to do this show because before. I, I didn't. I never. I didn't know anything about Blog Talk Radio. Okay. Until I was asked to be a guest on a Literary Corner because you know other books talk about my book, and then I was offered the opportunity. Like I think it was a few days later to do this show, and I'm like, me? Do a show? <laughs> yeah. Huh? So I that was like kind of surprising that. for me. Like, huh? You know, we call it the recovery corner. You can be the. I'm like, uh, I didn't answer right away, so so you're like, or I was like, okay, well, I'll give you a few days. I was like, no, 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 I'm going to say yes, and I'm gonna <laughs> let God do the rest. That's you know, yeah. Cause, no, because you don't give up an opportunity when it's right there in your face. Right. Just tell me what I got to do. Right. Because at some point, you got to come out of that shyness. Yeah. You know, True. I agree with you. You got to, because if, if I never, if, if I was still, you know, like, you know, really like shy, shy like that, I was, I, I was actually shocked about it. But like, I was like, really, okay, you know. Mm-hmm. But you know, you like going through your head, like all these stories are going through your head at one time. You're like, wait a minute, um, maybe a host. Like, okay, I'm, I'm not really going to do this. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Nope. Yes. Yes. I'll do it. Right. <laughs> just, right. just tell me what I got to do and I'll just do it. Because, you know, that, that was God. Yeah. 
Absolutely. You know. Absolutely. So I I didn't care. Like I don't because I, I like I said I didn't, didn't know anything about Block Talk Radio. I didn't even know Block Talk Radio existed. Mhm. Yeah, that's the same for me. I didn't know. Um, last year, mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. I think it was last year. I was introduced to it, and uh, yeah, I I did a piece on it. I was a nervous wreck. Really? And I remember, yeah, I was a wreck, and I remember rushing. I did a piece on Black Satin Radio, uh, their poetry oh, show, too. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, and I was a nervous. I mean, I tried to hurry up <laughs> and do that piece so fast because I wanted to hurry up and <laughs> get off of there. I could it, feel, up, huh? it was terrible. Ooh. I could feel my palms sweating. It was awful. So I just hurried up and did the piece, and, and uh, King Judah, um, the CEO mm-hmm. of Black Satin Radio, he inboxed me and said, you know, just take your time. You know, time, don't rush yeah. it. And but you don't started, sound like you would rush anything. Like, oh, you just, like, you I was a wreck. So, <laughs> and I thought I felt nervous when I was a, a guest, but everybody said you didn't sound nervous. I was like, I was yeah. so nervous, I could feel my yeah. own heart beating. Mm-hmm. I can feel, you know how you can hear, you can like. Yeah. But, yes. but everybody said, oh, no, you did really good. You, you know, you didn't sound nervous at all. I was nervous as all get out. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that was me, too. And uh, But, you know, it he, takes time. Uh, it takes practice. Yes. So, you know, and once I started doing my own show, I think I did my first show in June, June, let me see, June 27th. No, July 27th of 2014 is when I did my first mm-hmm. show. And I, and I actually... Interview the executive producer of the literary corner, which was Laura Poindexter. I interviewed her, nice. so she was my first guest. <laughs> so, and then after that, you know, now you know I produce my own show. I, you know, find my own guest. Some people give me guests, you know, here. Right. You right. know, here's somebody, you know, and I sometimes I find people myself, you know, so. I'm able to like to do everything kind of like by myself now because before I had to have somebody do the studio for me, stuff mm-hmm. like that, you know, the studio part because I wasn't right. trained to do it. But it was like easy to train. It was easy. So I was like, after that, I was on my own. Like, bye. She said, yeah, I'm going to let you out the nest. You can fly on your own. Great. So, yeah. 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 But it took, a you know, thing. a few more months for that to happen, you know, so... You know, but now I got it down pat now. <laughs> good. That's really Yeah, good. got it down pat. So do yeah. you think that you would actually do your own show? On actually, Radio? actually, I had my own show on Blog Talk Radio oh. last year. Uh, yeah, that, that that is the most, you know, that to me was another, like, amazing thing, Uh because uh, Judah, uh, King Judah had um, asked me, as well as um, um, April Cox, who is also a part of Black Satin Radio, they um, asked me if I was willing to co-host on a show mm-hmm. with April. And I, I was a little hesitant to do it. Mm-hmm. And then I said, okay, sure, I'll give it a try, because I've never done it. Mm-hmm. Um and I started to co-host uh, the show with her on Tuesday nights, uh, Who's Got mm-hmm. Next on Black Satin Radio. And um, not too long after that, 
uh, I was offered a spot on Wednesday night to do my own show, which was called uh, Aji the Voice. And, uh, I, you know, I loved it. I, I really... Yeah. I, I, yeah, I'm I'm coming. I don't know when, but I'm I'm definitely coming back to Block Talk. Uh, okay. Cause I had some Sounds things good. going on. Yeah, but I mm-hmm. love it. I I loved interacting with the poets, and um, it was great. So yeah, I'm definitely I'm definitely coming back to Block Talk. I don't know which okay. direction, but I'm coming back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. So now you say, and let's see. So you said you're going to be releasing the sequel to Roses, Bloom in the Ghetto, in 2016, right? And it's yes. called Through Life, Storms, and Sissels. And what yes. is your inspiration for that book that's going it's, to be coming out? Um, the book... Um, that book is um a continuation a continuation on uh Lena and I added what I did was I added the other characters from the book, uh Roses mm. Bloom in the, in the Ghetto into this into this into the sequel and gave them oh, okay. all their yeah, and I gave them all their own uh separate lives, separate issues and um it's just it's um it takes you on an, another journey with her as well as the other characters that are in the first book. Uh mm-hmm. I was planning on releasing it last year, um but you know, things happen. Right. So I well, am yes, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, things happen and all life has a way of Yeah. Life has a way of doing what really, it, you know. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I agree with you on that. So um, Sometimes it might not be the right time. You never know. No. You know, because some things no. might come in the way of certain things, and they right. have to be taken care of. You know, but you know, we right. gotta keep, you know, pushing. Yeah. You know, keep, keep so, going on. You know that don't. You know. You know, let your focus get too. You mm-hmm. know. Right. You gotta stay on fo- focused on what you're doing. And what you you know what your goals are you know because sometimes I mean sometimes things going to go by the wayside a little bit you know because mm-hmm. you might have some other more you know important issues to take care of but you never lose right. sight of it you know right so I am I'm looking forward uh, the book has been ready to be released um, oh but wow I'm just, yeah and uh, I'm really excited about it uh, I have. Uh, couple of other writings uh that I want to get mm-hmm. out as well. Mm-hmm. And um but I I know um like you said it's God's timing and mm-hmm. I don't want to rush anything. Um right. although I'm excited I want to get them out, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. me being, you know, I want to get yeah. them out, but it's <laughs> it's it's not going to work the way I want it to go all the time. Right, so, exactly. Um, yeah. I uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm looking forward to releasing that and the other uh, manuscripts that I have. So I'm looking forward to okay. that. And, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we're going to go to a quick commercial break. And when we come back, would you be willing to recite a couple of your poems for us? Oh, sure. I would love to. Okay, great. Okay, we'll be right back after this quick commercial break. So writer in the building, House of Stone by Coco. I'ma show you. She gonna show you. 
we gonna show you how we do this, huh? What? Yo, this bling be the illest. Coco House of Stone got a feeling. Step up in the room, royal like a queen. Rockin' House of Stone, girl, you know you reign supreme. Red carpet jewels, finest of quality. Necklace so reckless. I know you've seen the rosary designing for celebrity. Pieces on the runway. Tracy Lynn was so back when you gotta grow up someday. Big girl accessories, always on fleek. Not the average, but the baddest chick, the ones who like to be unique. We don't follow the crowd. We set the trends. Other fashions bow down. House of Stone will never be. My bad, with this commercial interrupt, I'm just trying to be your friend, help you step your game up. When you put on House of Stone, get ready for your close-up. Trendsetters, go get his lady didn't know. House of Stone stands alone, I just thought I'd let you know. I think I said too much, you need to catch your breath, nobody does it better. Yo, House of Stone is the best, this is the soul writer. And I'm here with my girl Coco, House of Stone by Coco, that is. She's got the flyest bling on the planet, yo, she kicking down doors. In magazines, on the runway, celebrity jewelry designer, and I'm trying to put you down with games. On Facebook, House of Stone by Coco. Instagram, House of Stone by Coco. Twitter, House of Stone by Coco. Yo, it's real easy. And if you're really trying to holler at my girl, then holler at your girl, the soul writer. And I'll put you in direct contact with none other than the lady herself. Now. When you step outside, your fashion needs to be standing on a firm foundation, and it gets no firmer than the house that Coco built. Yo, check it. I'm going to show you, huh? She going to show you what? We going to show you how we do this, huh? What? House of Stone by Coco. It doesn't get any better than the best. <laughs> Welcome back to the Recovery Corner. I am your host. Authorist Tanya Wilson, and I'm here with Shelly Aji, the poet Fowler, and she's going to recite a couple of her poems for us. Are you ready, Shelly? Yes, I'm ready. Okay. Uh, this piece, uh, this piece that I have is called Conversations. Okay. So whenever you're yeah. ready. Okay, thank you. Lord, this has been a trying year. And don't get me wrong, I'm so thankful that I'm still here, but I must say that many times I didn't feel like I was here. Many of my days, I must admit, were not filled with cheer. They were filled with tissues of tears not understanding where my life was going, fears. There were days I didn't know where my next meal to feed my family would come from. And though I was go- and thought I was going to lose my mind, feeling numb, and this year without having a job, I would feel like a bum. But you never left me to beg. Not for one single crumb. See, I know when they look at my situation that they don't understand with you why I would be conversing. Seeing all that I've been going through, continuously rehearsing. Saying pains I've been nursing, rebirthing. But I trust you. And through it all, I know that you will see me through. What they don't know is our late-night talks, our vibing through walks, 
how you repaired burnt-down bridges and in the midst of washing dishes just thought of you would make me praise you, not just for all that you do, but for being you, not knowing that all that was taken from me you replaced with something new that I knew nothing about nor could I see. You created a new thing in me. If I didn't go through that, I wouldn't be right here, right where I'm at. Yes, I stood in the hallway and prayed that you would make a way with all the hurt and life sores, you began to open up doors and took a chance and walked through them, and I explored. I can't lie and say that I'm not afraid, because I have made many, many mistakes along the way and pushed away many that wanted to stay and didn't get to say goodbye to a few who passed away. Even today, a lot of areas in my life are gray, but you have let me know that the price for everything in my life, you've already paid. That the roads have already been laid. I still have those times in my mind, and I want to stay in that past grave. Those moments I want to give up, to throw the covers over my head and never wake up. But all of that I must regurgitate, throw up. Yep, yep. I have to continue to trudge and rise above. And when those feelings long to take over, I must hold on to the wings of your love. And even in my darkest hours, I must continue to have these conversations in the process of you building in me a firm foundation and poem. Wow. That was awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's time for you to hit the stage. <laughs> what you waiting for? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. But I really, I gotta get, I gotta really, uh. You gotta get up the, yeah. Yeah, I gotta do it. So, so you're not too far, you're in Jersey. I have some family that live in in Jersey also. And, you know, when you you do hit the stage, make sure you come to Philly. I'll come see you. Oh, wow, (laughs) that would be great. Yeah, I'll be there. I would love that. Yeah, so they have, you know, certain places they have where, you know, they have spoken word artists. You know, and Philadelphia. Right. <laughs> oh, okay. So, you know, I'll be looking out. <laughs> that would be great. That would be, that would really be Yeah, awesome. because I, I mean, all you got to do, you can you know, I don't know how they do it, audition or whatever, or you come for open mic or something like that. Mm hmm. You know, because um, I know a few people that, you know, do spoken word, you know, and solely. So maybe I can find, you know, some places, you know, and that you can, you know, go to and, you know, 
That we'll do it like great. that. that Hook you up. Really because, <laughs> you know, you got to get out of there because it's time for you to hit that stage now. That was yeah. really good. Thank you so much. I, I really appreciate that. I really liked it, that. Thank you. It was very deep, beautiful. Yeah. Thank it's you. It's definitely time for you. I, I thought you were a spoken word artist already, you know, so maybe, you you know, be on the stage. and yeah, I mean, I can see it mm. for you. Wow. I like that. <laughs> so you'll Thank be you. out there. You'll be out there. So... So do you have another one you would like to recite for us? Sure. Uh, I have this piece. uh, It's called Genitalia. Okay. Okay. On a dusty road, she should be skipping, tripping, sipping on something cold to drink. But this scorching hot day she was gripping onto the hem of her mother's dress. A little girl that shouldn't be feeling such stress. Five years old. No protest for her distress. Her mother, expressionless. Face as hard as stone. She remembers hers happening at home held down by two others, begging for her mother. Cries. She thought that she was going to die. Trapped. Tool. A dirty bottle cap. Her screams mixed with tears fell on deaf ears. Oh, how she suffered for so many years, not even wet behind her ears, innocent as a dove. For the sake of her future husband Wanting to feel better love Painful penetration Her sensation cut away Had no chance to stay Thrown out She hated what this was all about Hot sun Disintegrate Meditate Defecate Ministrate Tiny droplets of blood Oh, how she longed for the flood, urine. The rest would stay in. Infections, the stench of death holding her breath, kept her in isolation, rejection, segregation. From the rest of the population, depression, and she slept alone. Moonlit moans, soul gone. Over 125 million women have been taken, forsaken, what was given, damnation to the next generations. Her mother rested her tiny body down on the floor. Oh, how she wished this wouldn't happen anymore. Her daughter fought. Keeping her down was a chore, a break big brown eyes shifted to the makeshift door. Visions of running began to soar. The look of fear and pain on her daughter's face was all she had in store. Forevermore, fighting a war. No power to end this. 
no way to save her daughter's clitoris. End poem. Definitely be putting some information in your inbox about, you know, places that you can do and do spoken word. Okay, if that's you. all right with you. Sure. Thank yeah. you. I appreciate that. Because it's, it's time for it's, it's time now. <laughs> I I agree. <laughs> I agree it's definitely you. time. Yeah. So now. What other things are you looking forward to doing in 2016? Um, well, I, I'm i looking forward to um, getting a couple of writings out this year. Uh, mm-hmm. Also, I am wanting to and working on getting a CD out, a poetry CD out. Okay. Uh, it's something I really, really want to do this year, too. So those are the things mm. that I would uh, love to do this year. That would be and, nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm, I really. It's uh, it's something that um, I I didn't have an I I wasn't planning on doing it at the, at uh, mm-hmm. but um, it was brought to my attention quite a few times. Mm. And, uh, sounds like a good idea that, to me. <laughs> I would love to do it. <laughs> so wow. That's something I would love to do as well. Yeah. Now, when you were reciting your poems, it seemed like I heard a little bit of music in the background. Uh, no, I, I I wasn't playing any music. Oh, I heard a little something like a little bit. No, I don't know whether it was I was I imagining that. <laughs> <laughs> but it seemed like one like a certain part of it. I heard like a little bit of like music. No, know. and that's something I've never done either. I never um, uh, recited. Uh, it was very faint, but it seemed like I could hear a little bit of music, and then it just mm-hmm. kind of went with the like as you were talking. I could hear a mm-hmm. little bit. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> I hope I'm not hearing things, <laughs> but I heard a little <laughs> bit of like just like soft music. You know, I don't know. Hmm. Mm-hmm. That's an idea, though. Yeah, it is. I know I heard it. (laughs) (laughs) So nobody's there with you playing any little bit of music? No, nothing? Oh, wow. Oh, well, I heard a little bit of music, like soft music. Mm. Like doing the certain parts of the poem. On both poems that you recited. Oh, okay. Hmm, Interesting. So, so um, what advice would you have for someone that would be interested in writing poetry and doing, you know, spoke um, being a spoken word artist? Uh, I would definitely um, tell them to write what they feel. Mm-hmm. Um, allow your emotions 
to be involved and don't force anything. Uh, sometimes mm-hmm. it gets frustrating as a writer uh, mm-hmm. of poetry or even uh, novels um, when you force things. I, I don't believe in that. Sometimes I won't write for an extended period of time. Right, right. Um, although I want to write, but it doesn't always come It doesn't out come. At, yeah. No, it doesn't come. So sometimes I have bits and pieces. I might have a, a sentence or, you know, mm-hmm. uh, maybe a paragraph, and I just have to leave it because it's not there for me to finish. Right. So I would say let it be natural. Don't mm-hmm. force anything because really you can you can pretty much feel if it's forced. And oh, people yeah. will feel that. People will mm-hmm. get that from you if it's natural, if it's something that maybe you've experienced, mm-hmm. you know, um, write about it. You know, because those those pieces, especially when it's something that you've gone through, mm-hmm. those pieces I find really touch people a lot because mm-hmm. sometimes people feel alone in what they mm-hmm. go through. Right. And when they hear a piece or something, they're like, and they be I like, can't believe are they this talking person. about me? <laughs> yep. Like, I can't believe this, really? You know, so... Yeah. Those those pieces are very powerful. I would say let yeah. it let it flow naturally, but it, it, let let your heart free. It, let it free whatever emotion mm-hmm. that you're feeling, some things that you've gone through. Let them yeah. go because you've been through those things for a reason. Nothing just mm-hmm. happens. I believe yes. that. Mm-hmm. So those things you've gone through is for you to release them to someone exactly. else, so they know it help somebody I'm else. not alone. Yeah, a lot of people feel alone in this world, yes. you know, and yes, they, they feel do. like I'm the only one going mm-hmm. through this. And you know, sometimes people just need to know that they're not alone, right? You right. know, and that's like one of the first steps in healing is knowing yes. that you're not alone. You know, absolutely. Because when you feel alone, you you will tend to just, like, separate yourself from reality. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know? Absolutely. It's a whole big world out here, and it's a whole lot of people going through, you know, similar situations. Nobody's situation is is exactly the same. Right. But, you know, because, like, as far as both of those pieces, I could actually feel the emotion. Mm-hmm. And both pieces. Because if you don't feel anything, you can tell it's not it's not really like like you say, you can't force it. No. Mm-mm. You know. Can't force it. Mm. It's natural, it's it just it it just flows yeah. like that. Because People, I mean, because they both both of the pieces were very deep. <laughs> I can say <tell> that. <laughs> mm. Very deep, very deep, and you know it's beautiful. Yeah. And I actually Thank did you. hear music, and I'm like, oh, that was so cute. She put a little music to it, like you know, okay. <laughs> but I, <laughs> I heard music, hmm. but it wasn't loud. It was just like in the background, like real faint. But it just seemed like it went with the poem. Hmm. Yeah. 
Well, maybe that's something I'm saying. Maybe you should do like some yeah. poetry to music. Not nothing. You don't have to be loud. Like very subtle. And it sounded really nice. You know, I'm like, oh, that was so nice. You know, she did a little music. Something to it. Okay. Mm. He said it was not. So maybe that's a sign. Yeah, maybe that, maybe you tell it might be, yeah. Because, like, we were talking about, cause we were just talking about the, what you saying you were going to do, like, a poetry CD. Right. You know. And, you know, if you do a poetry CD, you might have to have a little, might have some music up on here with it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Long with when, you know, when you recite your poems, or, yeah, that probably, mm, wow. That was deep. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, um so um we're looking out for your book, Out of the Storm, Love Shouldn't Hurt this year. Actually right. that's out already. That oh, one it's is already uh, out? Uh, yes, that's on uh that okay. I did with the That's for um, the uh, Okay violence. Okay, yes. for the domestic violence. Mm-hmm. Okay, now I'm, I'm talking about through life storms and thistles oh, is the, the ones right. that's coming out mm-hmm. this year. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. Great. We'll be looking out for that. So you have a lot of books that you are the contributing author to. So can you, you know, tell the listening audience what some of those books are? That you've helped, you know, but that you've been a collaborator with other authors, and and how people can reach you on social media. Um, well, the books um, are um, a, a rose is still a rose is one of the books. Um, uh, uh, well, I have to go through because I have quite a few I've done, um, mm-hmm. and um, if you. If you um, look me up on Amazon, yeah, I have that on the event page. Actually, yeah. the, the Amazon uh, profile with all the—it's like a whole lot of books on there. That yeah, you were, yeah. and probably I'm, I'm sure it's more that you're that you contributed to, but it's like a, at least seven or eight books on there. Yeah, those are. That's actually all the books that I've uh, been involved with uh, thus far. Mm-hmm. And um, if you, like I said, if you just Mm-hmm. Uh, punching my name, you'll you'll see them. They'll come up on Amazon, but they're um, right. they're all just different projects. Yeah, um, I have I have that actually on the event page, the Amazon, you know, the profile mm-hmm. page where you can you know, just go and they can they can see all of your books. And also on the event page, I have your Facebook, you know, pages. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the writings of author Shelley Adi, poet Fowler, and the mm-hmm. unprecedented. Melodious words of Aji, the poet. Yes, I have both of them on there. Also, I have your SoundCloud on yes. that page, mm-hmm. on the event page, also. So, is there? Are you on? Can you tell us how people can people reach you on Twitter, Instagram? I tried to find you on Instagram. I couldn't find you. I'm not. I'm not on. Yeah, I'm not on Instagram. I gotta okay. get with it. Um, I'm. I'm not on Instagram, but um, if you um, right. on, uh, I am on Twitter under IG. I found you poem. there. I'm on Twitter. So yeah. I found you. But I. <laughs> but I got. Thank you so much. 
Yeah, I did. <laughs> I, I gotta you. get with. I gotta get with it. Like I'm not with. I don't have the Instagram. Instagram. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's some other things. Uh, but you, I, I did find you it. on Google Plus. Okay, great. And I added you to my circles. Found you there. Uh, did I find? I'm trying to think. Did I find you on LinkedIn? I think I found you on LinkedIn. I think. Um, you can also find me on Goodreads. Yeah. Uh, and um, yeah, I'm not on. I, I'm going to do. Um, um, there's a new one. I don't know if it's mm-hmm. new, but. Because I'm really, yes. I gotta work with this stuff, you know, all this yeah. computer stuff. Um, so yeah, those are the. You're yeah, thinking that, about Hootsuite, maybe. Uh, Periscope, yeah. Periscope. 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 I'm not on Periscope. Yeah. I'm not no, on there either. So I, don't, I, so I don't know so if I have a reason to be on Periscope. <laughs> oh man, there's so many different, you know, outlets. Uh, right. Uh, but right now, definitely the Facebook. It is a lot. I'm on something called Medium. I don't even know what, why. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know what to see. It's so many. You Medium. Know, I'm too. like, what is this? It's like a version of Periscope <laughs> or something. I'm like, I don't even go on there. <laughs> I'm like, Medium? What? Right. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. So, I, um, so yeah. also, and... And they can also reach you, and please give them your email address also, and they can reach you by email. Right. They can. Um, it's most likely easier for them to reach me at the uh, Aji the Poet uh, 9774 uh, at gmail.com. That one is pretty okay. simple to find. Yeah. I basically use that one more than uh, Okay. What is it anything. again? Aji the Poet. Mm-hmm. You know the D A, not the the poet. Nine seven seven four at gmail dot com. So you can okay. find me there too. Um, I that's the that's the uh, email that's your that main I use the most. Email. Yeah. Okay. Mhm. Okay. Great. Great. So we're looking forward, you know, to hearing from you. You know, seeing your new book come out soon. Yes. Through storm light, storms and thistles, and we're looking out for you. Also, as a spoken word artist on the stage. Yes. Yes, indeed. So I'm looking forward to that, and I will be putting some information in your inbox after the show. And actually, I'm getting ready to wrap up my show. And I always end my show with the serenity prayer. Okay. And it goes, God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. Courage to change the things I can. And the wisdom to know the difference. Living one day at a time. Enjoying one moment at a time. Accepting hardships as the pathway to peace. Taking, as he did, this sinful world as it is, not as I would have it. 
trusting that he will make all things right if I surrender to his will, that I may be reasonably happy in this life and supremely happy with him forever and the next. Amen. Amen. And Shelley, I.G., the poet, Fowler, it was so nice having you on the Recovery Corner this evening. It was such a pleasure and an honor to, you know, hear, you know, your story and hear some of your poems. I just want to say thank you so much for being a guest on the Recovery Corner Blog Talk Radio Show. Thank you so much. And on three, we're going to say good night to our listening audience also. One, two, three, and good night, everyone. And thank you for joining us on the Recovery Corner Blog Talk Radio Show. Good night, Shelby. Good night, Tanya. Good night, everyone. And thank you so much.